Good morning. We have brought to you the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the means by which God has designed to translate a man from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear sons. Of his dear son. So we begin by reading from John chapter 3, verse 13. It says, And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. The background of this story is that Nicodemus, who happened to be one of the Pharisees, came to Jesus by night because the the Pharisees generally they have seen him as someone who is peculiar, but out of fear and envy, and out of the thought that they could become less popular with this man becoming more popular, they hated him. But now we saw that this man, Nicodemus, came to Jesus. And then when he came to Jesus, he started asking some question. And Jesus said in the 13th verse of John chapter 3, to convince Nicodemus that he has the authority. He has the perfect explanation. He said, no man had ascended up to heaven. So what people might have seen or people might have known before him, although they could be a part of revelation, but they could not have had the total revelation. They could not have said everything completely the way it is. And so Jesus said, no man ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So, if there is anyone to believe in totality, if there is anyone to hold on to tenaciously, if there is any message one should believe and seek, it is the message of he that came down from heaven. And then he said in verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpents in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. In the same way that Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, in the same way that Moses made a brazen serpent for those who have been beaten by the serpent to receive salvation, to receive that newness of life, and to receive the gift of life. Of that same way, this Christ will be lifted up. It says, and so that as many as look upon him can live. Now verse 15 says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And we can see how the eternal life and their rescue or survivor depends on believing. It says in verse 15, Whosoever believeth in him. It anchors it on just believing. 
not on their own efforts or on their own works or on their own sacrifices. But it was anchored in the day of Moses on looking at the serpent with the eye of faith. Because when people look at the serpent, they get healed. But those who went around to use a medication or to apply a pomade or to put one thing or the other around them to massage themselves or to believe in one thing or the other were never saved. And so Christ is coming with the gospel that he has done everything. He said all things are now ready. He has prepared a table. We need to come to the table and eat. He has made all things ready. He has gone to the cross to die. He has sacrificed himself on the cross of Calvary. And now he has the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life. And this comes by believing in him alone, by trusting in him alone, by looking up unto him alone. And this is what he is saying. And it says, whosoever can believe in him, and this same person will leave all the records he may have to his favor aside. He may have to put everything that will be such that when he sees those things, he glorifies in himself. He put those things aside and he believes in him. And you see, it says, whosoever believeth in him. And the word believeth was, is used in a continuous tense. That is, he believes and he keeps believing and so he that believeth in him should not perish but we have eternal life it says again in verse 16 for god so loved the world and this love he has for the world he gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life so faith alone in Christ Jesus is what will bring unto us eternal life, everlasting life. And he says in verse 17, God, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So Christ has come not to condemn the world. And so the level of sin notwithstanding, no matter how wretched a man may be, no matter how terrible his life may be, once he believes that Christ died to take his place, he believes in the Son of God, he believes in what he has done on the cross of Calvary, and he continues to look unto him and continues to believe the justification through the death of Christ on Calvary. The Bible says he shall be saved. And the Bible says in verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned. You see, by faith we are we are delivered from condemnation. It is not by conduct, it is not by works, but he keeps saying, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not, no matter how righteous 
um, outwardly he may live, no matter how he behaves himself and so cautiously, no matter how sanctimonious he works, no matter what he does, the Bible says, he that believeth not, he that does not continue to have this faith in the finished work of Christ on Calvary, he that begins to think that because of his life, he can begin to inherit eternal life. He says, he that believeth not, he that believeth not in this Jesus and see Christ as the sole means of eternal life. He says, but he that believeth not is condemned already because it is Jesus that God has put as a propitiation. is the one that we look onto, is the one we see because when we believe in Christ, when we believe in Him, we look up unto Him, we continue to believe in Him. Say, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Men will prefer other things rather than this light it is christ that has been put down by god as the light of men so when we come to jesus we come with faith alone and then when we believe we are saved through grace and we become transformed into the sons of god and when we have this it says as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. So when we believe in his name, we become the sons of God. And this grace of God comes into us to transform our lives. And if you see what the Bible says in verse 20, it says, For everyone that dread evil hated light, because they neither comment to the light, but say, lest his deeds should be reproved. You see, when we come to the light and come to Jesus through faith alone, and we hold on to what Christ has done, and not holding on to our own righteousness, on to our own deeds, on to our own sacrifices, on to our own conduct, those things that are gained to us, we can't lose for the excellency of Christ. When we hold on to that, then we come to the light and believe alone in Christ Jesus. The Bible says is this will be improved because in Christ, in him, is no darkness at all. Anybody who with faith believes in Christ and who loves the Lord, who goes to the Lord with faith alone, his deeds will be improved because Jesus will open his life up because Christ is the light and then he begins to see the life of Christ. His life will be changed. His life will be transformed. His life will be turned around. Now he's living the life of Christ because of what has been done. Not because of fear, not because he's looking for something from Christ to gain, but because of a transformation of life and because now he has the nature of Christ and this nature is expressed in him. He said we have received a spirit. The Bible calls it a spirit. When we believe Christ alone, then on this basis, with this faith alone in Jesus, in the works 
of Christ on Calvary, we received the spirit of adoption. The Bible says, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So the spirit of Christ dwells in our heart. And this same spirit is what begins to reprove us. It begins to teach us. It begins to control us. It begins to guide us. He says, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so that is the way in which God has put down. And that is very important, that we anchor our faith in Christ alone. We anchor our faith in Jesus alone. And do not think that you can begin in the spirit and perfect everything by the flesh. You cannot perfect anything of what Christ has done by what you do. No, you only needs to come in. It is Jesus who works in you, both to will and to do of his pleasure. So the life of Christ that we live out as Christians, they are the manifestation of Jesus that lives in us. The life we live out has nothing to do with perfecting the works of Christ on Calvary. It has nothing to do with making us or attaching that to what Jesus has done to get to heaven. But instead, it is what God is doing. It is the work of God in us. And so we cannot glory in it. We can only appreciate it and bless God for it and yield ourselves completely unto God that He may do the work, that He transforms our lives, that we live the life of Christ, that we manifest the sonship we have in us, the Spirit of of God in us, by which we cry, Abba, Father, is a spirit of love, is a spirit of kindness, and that which we manifest, we call them the fruits of the Spirit. They are things that occur naturally. They are things that the Spirit of God helps to emanate from our lives, and this has nothing to do with what we can glory in. It's not to our credit. It is just going to be the works of God in us, and that is why continuously we keep believing in what christ has done on calvary we keep looking up unto him by mercy unto eternal life i want us to read in jude he says in the book of jude he says in verse 20 they be but ye beloved building up yourself on your most holy faith and what is this most holy faith is the same faith once delivered unto the saints that for god so loved the world that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and so these faiths of jesus this grace that comes to us by faith in Christ alone, not having our own righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ by faith. He says, build it us, build up yourself in it, and you pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Let this be the centrality. Let this be your main focus. Let this be your desire. Keep yourself, keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself 
in what God has promised. What is this love of God? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And what is this love of God? The only begotten son. That when we believe in him, we will not perish. And this is important. He says, when we do that, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And so it is by this mercy of Christ that is going to give or usher us in into eternal life. And so in everything we do as believers, it must be of faith. The Bible says whatsoever is not of faith. Anything that has to do with other things not of faith, the Bible says is sin. And so we must understand what the light of of God in righteousness has brought to us and this righteousness is by faith in Jesus alone and in this righteousness nothing else can corrupt it and so this is God's own righteousness if you believe you believe in the morning you believe in the afternoon you believe in the night you believe the following morning you keep on believing in this righteousness and against this righteousness none can stand because against this one can kick because that is what God has established and we yield ourselves unto God and believe in him because when we believe the spirit of adoption comes into us and this same spirit continues to lead us to guide us to believe in us and we yield ourselves unto him and then why are we going to yield because we are obedient children we are a breed of god we are sons of god and somebody says okay what if the person does not eat it's not possible because we are the breed of god we are the sons of god we are new creatures in christ jesus if any man have not the spirit of god he is none of his but when we have the spirit of god is a spirit whereby we say abba father is the spirit of God in us and it directs us we have become a new creature and then some people say no we are free moral agent people can still do again whatever they like yes that was done and that is why in in Adam we all sin but in Christ we all live unto righteousness and what people don't realize is this believe only and you will see what will happen you will understand that when we believe and the spirit of Christ comes into us Things are not the same anymore. It is not people who will begin to say they are free moral agent. They are free moral agent in the law to do what desire or they can do to God and what they will not do to God. But now, even though we have liberty, but our liberty is not to the occasion of the flesh, but our liberty is to serve the Lord in newness of life, to give all unto Jesus who has done so much for us. Because we have understanding of what Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. We have that knowledge of that so great love and mercy that he has bestowed upon us and we see what he has done we say we believe and the bible says and what shall separate us from the love of christ is it persecution is it tribulation is it trials is it this and for those who really have encountered the lord and who really believes in the lord alone and in which this work has been done who believe solely who believe solely who believe solely in what christ has done in them the spirit of adoption has come upon and have the, the the transformation to be 
becoming the son of God and in them they see nothing else. They see nothing else. The only thing they see, the only thing they see, the only thing they see is gratitude. The only thing they see is Jesus and him crucified. And then he said, we used to know people after the flesh. We know them by what they do. We know them by their skin color. We know them by their tribes. We know them by the... He said, but no, we know no man anymore. But what do we know? We know no man after the flesh. We believe in what Christ has done. We believe in a transformation of life. We believe in what he has done. And this is the life we live. We live unto God. We live unto He said, therefore, he said, we, when one man dies, they are all dead because he has taken our place. And if I really understand the essence of that death on Calvary for me, and then I know I should have died. And so whatever life I have, I cannot lay hold on it anymore. I cannot share it with him anymore because now the life I live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And so he has the remaining ones. He lives the life out in me because in all sincerity, I should have died and perished in eternity in hell and so if i rather than being in eternity in hell and then i have this eternal life in me and so what do i do next rather than to give myself unto him and so whoever you have wherever you have come to jesus come believing and so faith alone in what he has done will translate you from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son and then you continue to believe and then in believing in him by believing in him alone it transforms your life and then changes you and it and it removes all the power of iniquity by believing in him, continuously believing in him, your life will be transformed and changed from image to image. And I thank God because of what this he has provided. So look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Never look away from him. Never look at to yourself, never look up onto your actions, never look up onto anything by yourself, but look up onto Jesus and live in Christ Jesus in the love of God and the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen. <music>